Welcome back, loyal listeners, and welcome new listeners to Runko Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1, and I'd like to welcome my little Jenny Bear. <laughs> Hi, Jenny Bear. Hi, Stevie Weeby. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. So welcome I- to Season 2, everybody. Everyone here knows how excited I am about getting out of Season 1 and into Season 2. As a matter of fact, I'm going to leave town for a few days uh, for work this week. And Jen was a little too tired, didn't really feel like podcasting tonight. But And I would have let it go if this was recording episode Season 1, Episode 22. <laughs> but because it's Season 2, I just couldn't wait another day. You know, I couldn't wait four days to come back and do it. So we are here getting this out to you this week. I am rallying. I am here. I'm excited. It's season two. All right. Um, I don't have any news this week. What? No news. No news. I think I might have a factoid in there somewhere, but no news. Oh, yeah. I forgot to look up my factoids. I asked you right before we started. I said, do you need to do any research before we get going? You said you already did. No, you asked if I needed to take any more notes, and I just was thinking about notes, notes. Okay. Well, I guess they can go a week. So, or we could just pause it. I'll Google real quick. Nah. What if we miss something good? You could always make it up next week. That's true. Speaking of that, I when we were I was re-listening to last week's episode, and I realized Barney mentions having sex in the car with that with uh, what was it Penelope twice. I forgot to mention that Barney doesn't know how to drive. Could have been her car. No, he said your car. Oh, good catch. Yeah. So I was mad at myself that I forgot to bring that up last week. Well, we got a few inconsistencies we're going to point out this week. Yeah. Did you catch them? Mm-hmm. Well, at least one I'm thinking of offhand. I feel like there was something else from last week, too, that I wish I had said, but I can't think of what it was. Well, we're here for like 170 more episodes, so. It'll come to me. <laughs> well, I like this episode much more than I remembered liking it. And no, it was very good. I took... Three pages of notes, which is a new record. And for some reason, I have this ranked at 178. I have no what? idea why. Yeah, I don't know why. I re-listened to our podcast for the Liberty Bell. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called? Or was it like Sweet Liberty? or The Sweet Taste of Liberty. The Sweet Taste of Liberty, yeah. And I had that ranked 114, and this is so much better than that one. Yeah. So I just don't know what happened on this. And I was laughing a lot. I don't know. I don't know why... Mm. I was so down on this episode. Must Weird. have been a bad day. I think maybe I was uh, influenced by moods <laughs> on some days that I was watching these. Yeah, I guess it's a flawed system if it <laughs> has to depend on your laughs. <laughs> yeah, and I think for a lot of episodes, to kind of hurry things up, I read the script instead of watching the show, and maybe I missed yeah. some good visuals. Now they just, I, And maybe I was counting on my memory to remember what the visuals were. So either it would have described or I would have remembered Barney, Barney's pantomimes of suicide, <laughs> which are the best part of this episode, in my opinion. And we'll get more into that. But uh, maybe like I miss things like that. I, it's hard to say. Right. But I'm Losing faith in your ranking system. Yeah, this one really throws a wrench in it. But I think it does. This I've, lo- I've looked back through the rankings and for the most part, the, the top ones are the top ones. So... Um, so we'll forgive me this one. And IMDb only has it at 8.2, so mm-hmm. has it on average. But 
if I just were to say, okay, Steve, what do you think this one's ranked? I would say like 105 or 110. I wouldn't put it top 100, but it was funnier than I remembered. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We start off with the kids. I feel like we haven't seen the kids in a while. Yeah, and they even had a speaking part this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a little cutie. I feel like you've been talking for like a year. Yeah, they clearly did this one up front, or at least towards oh, the yeah. end of that year that they were taping this. And yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I keep having to rotate. The dog's sleeping chair because she snores at us, and then I turn her away, and then she readjusts and is snoring at us again. So, Man, this microphone's really good. Like, yeah, it is. Remember, <laughs> I used to be like, lean into it, lean into right. it. Yeah, if it can catch Roxy snoring from across the room, I think I can sit back a little. <laughs> yeah, me too. Ted launches into things are great for Ted and Robin, not so great for Marshall, and then we get a flash, sort of flashback. We haven't seen this much of the goodbye scene between Marshall and Lily. Um, but she is telling him that when she leaves, she needs to cut off communications for a while because this is so hard for her. She really went zero to 100 with this. <laughs> oh, I just want to see if I can get it to now I need to figure out who I am without you and not talk to you anymore. Right. And even at the end of the last season, she was still, you know, I'll be back and we'll get married and all that. Um, I, don't, I don't think she was ever talking about how they'd keep in touch all the time and talk every night. But... It wasn't, we're not going to talk while I'm gone. Yeah. And that's as good as saying we're, we're breaking up. Yeah. So Oh, for sure. But yeah, again, it went from this is just this thing I got to do to, you know, to figure out if art is something that that I can really you know, move forward with to just, yeah, blowing up her life completely. It's like, again, <laughs> Lily, you can do two things at the same time. You can maintain your relationship and do this fellowship. But, yeah, she's really in a got to figure out who I am outside of the relationship. Yeah, this is a really bad look for her. Yeah, it's not great. And Marshall says, well, you know, forget not talking for a while. Try never. He yells at her. And then they cut to him with Ted. I should call her. And did you notice they're both still soaking wet? So it's like she's not been gone long. This isn't like days later. This is hours Oh, no, I did notice that. Yeah, they're both still, like, <laughs> soaking I this, wet. I thought this was, like, a, you know, a week later. Mm-mm. No, this must have been, like, it. shortly after they came inside from oh, sitting catch. on the porch in the rain. Ted advises him not to. He says, you'll look weak and regret it. And then Robin comes in, hey, big news. <laughs> right. And I like Ted, how he cuts her off. You mean how Marshall... So he, he you know, exposits about Marshall's situation as if... She already knew about the big news, but was still coming and saying, hey, right. big news. And so it was sort of a, a strange way to share it with her and prevent her from telling about the two of them being together. Right. But yeah, I mean, he's well. desperate. And, yeah, I'm sure Marshall's not paying that much attention anyway. Barney enters and... And good for Barney. Like, I guess he hears, you know, Marshall and Lily broke up and he came over to be a good friend. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> In <laughs> his then, own way. But then, yeah, he, he interprets it to... He jumps Make it good news for him. Yeah, jumps into the silver lining that the three of them f- are finally single for the first time and launches into these series of, you know, wherever there's a woman, yeah, da, da, yes. we will Anyone be there. Anyone who wants there. to get back at her ex-boyfriend or wants to solve father issues through promiscuity and binge drinking or whenever there's a bachelorette party. I, I didn't write down the exact quote, but something about that, yelling they, out the limo, what's up, New York? We will, we will be, be, what's, what's up, New York? York? I like his... I think it's in the second or third one. He goes, we will be there. <laughs> it's sort and of then dramatic. He, 
delivery of it. And then he just kind of looks between Ted and Robin and immediately can tell. It goes for like 10 seconds. I was just <laughs> looking back and forth between them. You two <laughs> and, had sex. And somehow he, uh, he can just figure it out. So we go into a little bit of a comparison of the first 30 days of love beginning and ending are remarkably similar. And so we get lots of comparisons about how what much Ted and Robin are doing versus what Marshall's doing. How much time they spend in bed, where theirs is very lovey-dovey and his is depressed and friends can't stand to listen to you. So uh, they have <laughs> Ted and Robin in the bar and McLaren's being lovey-dovey with each other and Barney starting a series of pantomimes of killing himself. <laughs> with this one, it's the shooting himself and... <laughs> the dead look on his face afterwards. It's <laughs> like something out of a horror movie. Right. No, he's very good at these pantomimes. The, we get, soon after we get, I think with Marshall retelling his woes, we get him hanging himself, and then he does little oscillations back Swinging and forth. Swinging back and forth. As though his body was dangling from very the Very dark. <laughs> yeah. He really worked on these. He did. And then we get the sword death at one point, and he actually starts... Feigning the, the blood splurts. The spurting so of blood. He's, yeah, he's so good. He's really, you know, putting his all into these pantomimes. Um, they aren't wearing pants often as the in the first thirty days, and something about food. Yeah, I don't know if it was an exact. Sorry, we watch, we both watched this last night and are doing it tonight, so I'm, I'm missing a couple strands here. But. Well, it may not have gone beat by beat by beat to all of that, but it does, you know, forward to run. So through all oh, of Oh, these, I got it, I got it. Okay. <clears throat> um, they asked Marshall if he wants some food, and he says, food, why eat it? It's just going to leave me. Mm-hmm. And Robin makes a comment, which I, this is one of the jokes I didn't like, where she said, well, at least this time you'll be doing the dumping. Oh, that was Ted. Oh, I thought it was wrong. Thanks. Nevertheless, not my favorite joke of the night. Yeah, I mean, fortunately I've been having a lot of conversations with Tyler about potty humor and how we shouldn't be using it, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kids trend towards the scatological. I mean, we, we have to, especially when, when it's dinner or when we're on family, but otherwise he is going to do it. But, no, I, this joke wasn't terrible. But I, I, I think it was your point that we've been hearing too much of it lately. <laughs> is that what you were saying? <laughs> It was, yeah. No, it was kind of just like, yeah, I've been trying to get Tyler away from it. But this joke, I didn't mind that much. It wasn't my favorite, but that was slightly creative. Um, and then throughout all this, I don't know if you noticed, because I don't know if you watched it with the closed caption on, but it did have, like, the days are progressing throughout yeah. all this. So Sort of made me think of 500 Days of Summer, mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah, How except this kinda... one's more chronological. It's chronological. Right, instead of jumping back and forth, but that one kind of gives you the days. And it's the same sort of theme. Right. I wonder if one of them borrowed from the other. I think this was first. Well, might be close. Very close. I think you're right, though. I think this is first. I really like that movie, 500 Days of Summer, though. It is a good movie. But I feel like that movie came out within the last 10 years. And this would have been, what, like 12 or 13 years ago? Yeah, I guess you're right. I think it was probably more closer to the early 2010s. I wish there was a tool that we could look this kind of thing up on. If only somebody (laughs) would invent some sort of repository where we could look all this up. We should get on that. I I bet it could be a moneymaker. Yeah, we should go noodle with this. (laughs) Um, I do kind of like, you know, they're not the most creative jokes, but I think they're kind of cute where, you know, 
he asks him what he wants, and he says he wants beer, and that's what he had for dinner, and so he's going to have leftovers. That was a good... I actually like that one. Yeah. You looked at me like you didn't think I was going to just I now, didn't, because we've been very opposite on our, yeah, we were, <laughs> our we were, jokes. We were off last week, but I think we're back together now. <laughs> he also goes off on pancakes and how lilies are soft, warm, perfectly right. shaped. And then we get the obvious, are you still talking about right. pancakes, Joe? From Ted. Okay, we go to McLaren's, and... We're on day 31. Barney is comforting Marshall by saying that she, he should be happy that he... He goes into a long description, but basically describes having the tumor removed. Yeah, Marshall's not actually there. This is Barney, Ted, and Robin talking. Okay. Man, I'm really off. <laughs> I like how Ted says, you should write and illustrate children's books. <laughs> right. And then we get the classic, Marshall should stop being sad. When I'm sad, I stop being sad and be awesome instead. True story. Yeah, we get a lot of these as the seasons go along. I like that. I think I, I catch myself saying true story a lot. <laughs> I think you also stop being sad and be awesome instead. Unless you're watching a sad movie. That's true. Ted is lecturing. Oh, Robin starts sticking up for Lily a little bit. Ted starts not really lecturing directly to Robin, but just sort of out loud. Right, because Robin kind of says, like, well, Lily's trying to find herself, and Ted has plenty of things he could tell her about who she is. And they kind of get into a little bit of bickering, and then... And then he just pauses. Your eyes are so blue. And she goes, aw, teddy bear. And then we get another... (laughs) This is where we get the Barney, Harry Carey... uh, Stabbing himself and splitting blood, and then go ahead and say what the inconsistency here is. So, Robin doesn't do nicknames. Right. So, we'll get that later in the Robin 101 right. episode where Barney's dating Robin and taking a tutorial from. So, maybe she tried it out and just figured it wasn't for her. Maybe. Maybe, but I think it's, yeah. This. But I do remember, so later when she's like kind of dating Don. Or they're, I think, yeah, I think she is dating Don and Barney and Ted are both trying to kind of win her back. He calls her at one point, he's really drunk, and he's like, Robin, it's Teddy Bear, and he like growls into the phone. <laughs> right, I didn't link that back in, back to this episode until you just said that. Good job. Okay, we're back at the apartment. Ted and Robin are laying down to start fooling around, and then Ted goes, I like this, he goes, uh-oh. And Robin's like, Already? No, you're too soon. Well, this is my next note, so what did I miss? Oh, so I watched the Hulu version. I don't know if things got cut out, but um, on day 33, I think Robin and Ted are actually, like, sitting watching a movie, and Marshall comes out holding a bottle of shampoo. Yeah, that wasn't in the TV version. Oh, okay. So he starts kind of going into a soliloquy about how it smells like seashells and lavender and hope, and it's comforting and erotic, and he's, like, kind of just going on, and Robin's like, yeah, that's my shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. I'm surprised they took that out. Yeah. But anyways, we get a little, you know, premature ejaculation joke going there. Right. Okay. Afterwards. So that happened and then it's it's flips to the bedroom and that's when yeah, he can Ted can just sense that Marshall's, Marshall's on the phone dialing cuz he's not talking at all. And so Ted goes and, and stops him. Tackles him. Tackles him, yeah. Cuz before he said he was going to punch him if he calls. Right. Wait, hold on for a second. Yeah, I'm surprised they <laughs> cut out that shampoo part. It was pretty funny, actually. 
And then we get Marshall walking into the bathroom while Ted's in the shower with Robin and just starts launches into how she changed her phone number. Was he some stalker? He spoke to four other Lily Aldrins <laughs> in San Francisco, and they all sound much better than her. Um, and then I'd like Ted's like, or no, Robin says, does he know I'm in here with you? He's like, oh, yeah, hi, Robin. <laughs> right. He's just losing all boundaries and ability to focus on anything besides Lily and what's going on in his head. So then we go to McLaren's again. It's Ted, Robin, and Barney. I think they've been spending a lot of time at the bar together trying to deal with this Marshall thing. And Robin points out that you know, they just started dating, but essentially they have a baby. Yeah. It's been a month and a half. <laughs> or, or Ted sticks up for him. Hey, come on. It's, it's only been a month and a half. And Robin says, he slept on our floor last night, but he watched a scary movie. <laughs> Maybe it was The Shining. They said that, and Barney's there too, so they say, but what he needs is just a little sunshine. And that gives Barney an idea. And then we get one of, I gotta say, I don't think I noticed how much I don't enjoy these jokes. But there's a lot of setups where they say a name or a word, Mm -hmm. and it turns out to be the name of a stripper. Mm -hmm. And then they have to cut to the strip club. Right. Um, I'm not sure why they bother me. I it has nothing to do with the strip club. It's just they do it throughout the different seasons, mm-hmm. and they're never that funny. But maybe I thought they were funny ten years ago. I don't know. Maybe was this funny? I didn't think this was funny. But anyways, there's a, a erotic dancer named Sunshine. So Barney has Marshall at the strip club, and do we already? Yeah, I guess we we knew about Barney's predilection for strip clubs during the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. episode. And I think there was at least one other one that they were at the strip club also. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the Thanksgiving one, but it always really bugs me that the strippers are clothed as they show them doing dance scenes. It's a primetime television show well, no, obviously on a network. We're, we're not going to see <laughs> them topless. We're not going to see them bare skin. But then just, I don't know, don't show it. I don't know, I don't know what the answer is, but... It just takes so much out of it to have them with, like, a t- uh, sports bra on. She didn't have a sports bra. Well, it was, okay, lingerie top, but it wasn't even, like, a sexy one. It was like a bathing suit top, essentially, or the equivalent of. This is a weird hill to die on. I'm just saying. Maybe blur or, I don't know. I don't like that. It's like when we get to the point where he's dating the exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. And she's giving him a lap dance, and she's totally got her top on. It's like, I get it. There's, how else are you going to do this? But just, you know, a little authenticity, please. Again, primetime TV. Yeah, how good would this... <laughs> this isn't on HBO. Yeah, how good would this show have been on HBO or on uh, Netflix? I mean, there would have been a lot more B-pegs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, speaking of B-pegs... <laughs> I, I'm not going to go too far into this, to Barney's theory that you have to replace old boobs with new boobs in your brain or you can't get over the girl. Right. And Barney refers to them as B-pegs instead of J-pegs. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Okay. We're so now... That doesn't work. Um, so now we're on to Ted's idea. I really like this scene. <laughs> yeah, so now we're on day 44. Ted takes him to a baseball game. And unfortunately, they're several rows behind one of the big screen proposals and Marshall loses his mind. Yeah, and it comes out of nowhere too. 
because you see him throwing the hot dog and it hitting the girl in the face and him yelling and getting dragged out of there by security. And he's still screaming as he's being dragged out. You can drag me out of here, but she still has no soul. I know. He really went overboard with this. But it was so well done. I really <laughs> liked this, the way this played out. Okay, now we're at McLaren's. So now we have you know, Barney, Ted, and Robin again, you know, kind of discussing how their attempts haven't worked. Um, and so Robin you know, says she's going to try something. And Barney and Ted are the absolute worst. This is a million percent probably my least favorite thing that's ever happened in any episode so far. Where Maybe they cut this out of Hulu. It was awful. I remember them being condescending to her, but okay. what, what did... Well, Barney calls her, yeah, what's your prescription, Dr. Estrogen? Eat Haagen-Dazs and watch Love Actually until your periods sync up. Which oh, is yeah. like... No, they had know, that on the TV version. It's a Barney thing to say, and I think what really made me mad is, like, Ted laughs like it's the most hilarious thing in the whole world. Oh, I didn't think... That, I mean, I guess I'm looking and at it through a different... how dare you, on International Women's Day of all days, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Well, they didn't play it that I day. Know. <laughs> I did not care for that. <laughs> I was very unhappy. So condescending and awful. I could see that from today's lens and from a, especially from a female lens today. It didn't bug me. I didn't think it was that funny either. But I did like the cut to that it led to. Yes, it, that was they, a good... they sort of needed to bring it to that place to make her taking him to the gun range so much more. Right, and I'm sure it was you know amped up. And I don't know. I guess yeah. You know, again, it would have been still annoying, but within character for it to have just been Barney. But for whatever reason, Ted. And his hysterical laughter, like, really pushed it over the edge for me. Not wow. happy. And that is my hill <laughs> for this episode. I like you when you get you all fiery like this. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet cheeks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, <laughs> just because I was in a petty mood, Uh-oh. I wrote, Barney has on a really ugly suit and tie and shirt combination. So, <laughs> And then, yes, we cut to the shooting range. And this is very... TV tropey, that to get over something or to reduce stress, you go to a, a shooting range. I'm sure people do that in real life, but you see it a lot on sitcoms and on regular shows. Of I know what I know what will help, and they one person takes another person to a shooting range. I can think of zero examples of that. Okay, I had a bunch in my head <laughs> when I was writing this down. There's a movie where it's done, American uh, American Beauty. Oh, I don't remember that. Um, it's sort of done in The Good Wife. I don't remember that when, either. When Diane starts dating oh, okay. the, logi- the gun logistics guy. Yes. Um, Gary Cole. Yeah. It's done. Give me a minute. I had a couple other examples in my head. Now I can't think of them. Okay. No. Two was good. And there was one I just saw the other day, although it was another drama, not... And if, like, someone took someone else and kind of freaked them out instead of helping. So, mm. anyways, but it's, it is very tropey. If Listeners out there, if you can think of some other ones, we'll, we'll mention them next episode if you write them in. And Jen's never shot a gun. I have shot a gun once. Oh, really? I don't think I was good at it. I'm surprised. Although, no, when I've shown you guns, you don't shy away. You're interested. I mean... Guns are guns. But what doesn't happen is major recoil on a handgun like that. No? No. Not, no, not typically. I, I mean, someone who's very weak and... 
But even if you're not expecting the recoil, it's unlikely they would knock yourself to the ground with it. What if you're holding it the wrong way? Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to, you know, you push with one oh. arm and pull with the other to kind of steady it. But, you know, I should have looked more. Maybe if his elbows were bent and it was like right in front of him, it would have happened. But he had his arms straight out. It should not have hit him in the face. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be funny. I didn't think it was that funny that it did hit him, but it was funny how much he was enjoying it. <laughs> well, and then in your version, was there the the back and forth about, you know, Ted's against guns? Yes, there was. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if that got cut out. for. Oh, oh, that's right. So, I don't know. Okay, no, I did write it down. So, you know, Ted's against guns, of course, and <laughs> she starts turning <laughs> towards him with a gun. That's Ted's why... never going to find out about this, is he? <laughs> oh, oh, that, that got scary there for a second. <laughs> no, that was a really good scene. Go back to McLaren's. Although, sorry, I have to back it up again. And I, this is teetering on the line of, I don't know, being... It, this could have gone down a different direction if this was a different kind of show. We're just like Marshall being like, oh, I felt so powerless, and now I feel so powerful. And it's just like, ooh, that's dangerous if you have somebody who's like mad at their ex-fiance saying that. Again, if it was a Netflix or HBO it show. It could have gotten way darker. And then he hits himself in the head, and it all kind of gets reset. <laughs> but he was smiling when he got home. Ted and, yeah, Ted and Robin are at McLaren's, and he's complimenting her. Whatever she did, it helped. We find out later that he actually knew. Mm-hmm. But as a reward, he's taking her away to uh, his family's beach house, or his uncle's beach house in Montauk. I don't know where Montauk is. What's that? New York? It's Long Island. It's... Okay. Um, the whatchamacallit, the... Hamptons? I think it's like the Hamptons. Okay. We're at the apartment. And Marshall seems like he's getting okay. He's better until he gets Lily's credit card bill. And starts to read some of the, the purchases she's made. No, he, he hasn't yet. Oh, that's right. He picks it up. Ted takes it away yeah. from him, rips it up. And is taking out the trash with it, and then we cut to Marshall <laughs> has it taped back together, mm-hmm. and clearly he you know took it out of the dumpster. What's wrong with this scene? Um, presumably, I mean it, it depends on what exactly Lily's finances are at this time. But Lily has mountains of credit card debt, and I can't remember the name of the mountain that Robin compares it to. It's some Canadian mountain. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember it either, but... But, you know, he makes no mention of the balance or... And that episode season three. It's just next season, so... Right. But she also, you know, we've heard before she has credit cards, so maybe this one's not so bad. So, I mean, it's not like she has all of her debt in one credit card, so... Yeah, okay. And, I'll you give know, you potentially he's so upset he's just looking at the charges. He's not looking at the balance. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that... I think that covers it. You're right. I was calling that out as, an, as something that need, needs correcting, but I think you could make that excuse for it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so, you know, all credit cards have different limits. Maybe this is a low-limit one. Maybe she just got it. Maybe it was her going-to-San-Francisco card. We hear that she bought tickets to George Clinton P-Funk concert, uh, spent money at the Tennis Emporium, Mario's Bistro, Pet Palace... <laughs> and he says he knows exactly what's going on. And this is this is my favorite Go ahead. thing in the whole episode. Like, it's just so good. He takes 
he takes these four charges and just creates the best story. So <laughs> Lily is at a restaurant and talking Mar- to somebody. Mario's Bistro. Yeah. Oh, Mario's Bistro. What a perfect place to whore around. <laughs> and she's in kind of like a little tennis outfit as she's saying it. And so, yeah, she's in her tennis outfit and, you know, it <laughs> flashes over to George Clinton and she makes a comment about how, you know, she's so glad that he pulled her on stage to dance Courtney Cox style. And he said... Do the, do the kids on the call, on the, listening to the podcast oh, yeah. right now know what that means? No, probably not. So, many, many, many moons ago. Like back in the mid-80s. Was it that many moons ago? Yeah. <laughs> so, there were these things called music videos. <laughs> so, Bruce Springsteen had a song, was it Dancing in the Dark? Yeah. So his music video was essentially him at a concert, and during part of it he pulls like a random woman out of the crowd, and they dance and whatever, and it's Courtney Cox, and it's you know. But Courtney Cox before she's yeah, in this is anything. before Friends was was she on what was it um, that Michael J. Fox family show? ties. It was yeah. before Family it was ties. Before that. Okay, so this is like very very pre fame Courtney Cox. So that's what Lily's referencing here is you know. The equivalent of her being pulled on to dance on stage like Courtney Cox was in this video. So George Clinton says, you know, she's he's glad that she agreed to play tennis with him. And Lily points out, yeah, you know, Marshall tried for nine years, but I wouldn't because I never truly loved him. <laughs> and I love the way she says that, too. She's <laughs> so funny. And then <laughs> he pulls a ferret out <laughs> and hands it to her. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to make it through Too brat. <laughs> and so she's very excited because she's always wanted a ferret, but Marshall has a secret phobia. <laughs> and George Clinton asked if that was something that he made her promise not to tell anyone. <laughs> she agrees. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then we get, um, what's the name of the song? Like, the We Want the Funk uh. starts playing. <laughs> as a, I know, guess we want the funk. As a, we, um, you know, fade back to Marshall at <laughs> the bar telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin's just blown away that he doesn't like ferrets. And um, what's Marshall's description of ferrets? Did you write that down? Uh, something about a tube rat. They're, they're fuzzy tube-shaped rats. <laughs> My roommate had a ferret in college. <laughs> they are tube-shaped rats. I might need to take a break. While, while you're working this out, <laughs> my roommate had a had a ferret in college. It was a strange year because I had a chinchilla and he had a ferret. <laughs> and we'd make them fight. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. But the ferret, like, I, I once walked in from class. I had just gotten back. And the ferret was out loose. Cause you can kind of let ferrets just roam the house, except for they poop everywhere. Um, they don't do litter boxes. You can. I don't. I don't. I don't think my roommate trained it, or it didn't work. But the ferret ran up to me at the door, barked at me, and ran away. <laughs> I didn't know they barked. I would have died. <laughs> <laughs> do you find something? Do you find ferrets especially funny? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Tyler will want one one day. They're so weird looking. <laughs> They're like fuzzy snakes with legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can you picture George Clinton playing tennis? 
I have trouble picturing that. <laughs> hey, you don't know what he does in his downtime. Barney encourages Marshall to look at Lily's on, online account. <laughs> right. He points out, like, oh, that's all from a month ago. If you go online, you can see, you know, a couple hours ago. <laughs> Ted and Robin are not pleased. Yeah, Marshall sees that there's a charge in New York at a hotel, and he thinks, you know, if she came back, she would call me. That's the only thing that's allowed me to hold it together this summer. <laughs> and Robin says, this has been holding it together? Right. Uh, as an aside to Ted. Um, Ted and Robin still want to go out of town, and Ted asks Barney to babysit Marshall, which sort of creates this back and forth where they're negotiating like a parent and a babysitter. <laughs> right. $20 an hour plus pizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ted's counter offer is he will do it for free, or he has to watch Barney has to watch him and Robin engaging in ridiculous PDA. So Barney agrees, Mar- <laughs> but in the middle of this conversation, Marshall's <laughs> calling the hotel, right. and a guy answers in the room. Marshall wants to go down there, and he says he wants to beg her to get beg to get her back. And then Ted cracks. Yeah, Ted is done. We are on day, let's see, 56. And I'll just boil it down to, you know, he said, don't call her because you're pathetic and this isn't the guy that's going to get her back. Maybe in a few months that guy will get will be worthy of getting her back is kind of... Right, yeah, if you go down there like this, you're going to ruin it for that guy. And then he has to ask him if he can still borrow the car. Bold move. Bold I guess he lets them. Yeah, they're in the Fiero. Well, but he wants them to leave so he can go. Right. To the hotel. Uh, here's a... Th- this. I won't take credit for this one. This one I actually read. So they're in Marshall's car. And there's music. What's wrong oh, with that? Oh, is there music? Yeah. I noticed. And it's not the Proclaimers. Hmm. Now, hmm. Interesting. I'm trying to think of alternate way, like... Do we have music on our phones yet in 2006? No. I don't think we do. No. I don't think it's even close yet. Yeah, I guess inconsistency. Right. Well, so, not yet, but it will be. <laughs> what we're describing here is eventually we get a backstory on the Fiero, whereby the, the tape, the proclaimers, I, will, I would walk 500 miles, is stuck in the deck and is the only thing that plays in the car. And so if we're getting other music, that means that they're able to get non-tape deck music. Right. But, yeah, that episode where we learned that is still, you know, half a season away or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's at the end of the season. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> it's such a good episode. Okay. They start bickering in the car. I forget why. Why are they bickering? Um, I mean, essentially they're bickering because Ted feels bad and he's trying to, like, give Robin all these excuses of, like, why he shouldn't have been mean to Marshall, but then it turns into an argument about Robin taking him to the gun range. Ah, yes. And then he just ends up calling Barney to check on him, and Barney's back at the strip club. But he Marshall lost was Marshall. There. And Barney is just useless here. Did you notice that Barney goes, when he doesn't see him, he goes, uh-oh, and the stripper goes, already? <laughs> yeah. That was a good callback. <laughs> yeah. So, and, that, yeah, and that, my friends, is why you don't wear jeans to a strip club. <laughs> so, yeah, Barney's useless. He's going to stay and finish his lap dance. And so Robin and Ted have to turn around, even though the house has a really good hot tub. Yeah. You would think we'd see some episode where they actually go to that beach house. They never use it. 
as far no. as we know. Missed opportunity. Yeah, they should be there like once a month. <laughs> we get Ted going to the hotel and finding Marshall in the lobby after he checks the front desk for Lily's room, where, what room she's staying in. And Marshall's there. He's calm. He retells the story of how he knocked on the door and then punched out the guy that opened the door. But it turned out that uh, it wasn't somebody that was sleeping or dating, sleeping with or dating Lily. Rather, it was a thief that committed credit card theft. Yep. So now Marshall is lost. He has no connection to Lily. Yeah, that was kind of the last thing he had was, you know, piecing together what he thought was happening off her credit card bill. And now that's not a thing anymore. And he's sad, you know, Lily was his whole life and now she's gone. Yeah, take it into a thing about their first day of college. I'll skip over that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sweet and, you know, harkens back to the greater point of, like, there is a you without her. Mm-hmm. You just need to figure out, you know, who that is. We, we are at the apartment. It's day 67, and Marshall's made pancakes. Oh, now we got back up just a smidgy. Because, you know, in usual sitcom world, you know. Wait a second. Your eyes are so green. <laughs> Thank you. All right, come on. Uh... So Marshall, you know, Ted kind of gives him this pump-up speech, and Marshall's, you know, it's, you know, starting tomorrow, I'm going to be okay. And so, you know, in normal sitcom world, it's, you know, and then he's fine, and they move on, and whatever. But, you know, no, it's day 57. He's not. He found one of Lily's socks and whatever set him back a while. But then we get to day 67, and day 67 is a Sunday, and it's Pancakes Day, and Marshall's up making the pancakes. Yeah, when they were talking about pancakes early in the episode, they were equating it somehow to the relationship. Yeah, Lily always made pancakes on Sundays. That was the tradition in the apartment. And now, yeah, Marshall's ready to resume that, and he's doing better. And, and they were horrible. <laughs> yeah, the pancakes were gross, but, you know, A for effort. We get a final shot of, you know, things are getting better with them, the four of them sitting and having a good time and a good conversation with Clarence. And then we get a last shot of Lily in the window getting ready to come in, but then changing her mind and walking away. So the program, I think she left the program before it was even over, but this would have also logically, I I think it was just a summer program, right? The fellowship? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess it was a summer fellowship. So if we were on, I wonder if that's still the same day, yeah, day 67. Because yeah, I guess that would be really short. Did you mark or down? She, or did she leave early? She did. I mean, they told her to leave, basically. Okay. Uh, but did you notice her hair? No. It was really pretty and dark. <laughs> oh. I did not notice. I did, because I dyed my hair that color once. <laughs> I think I actually like, pulled up a picture of Alison Hannigan. I was like, I want that I hair I feel like color. you've had every color <laughs> hair at some point. I have. For, you haven't really had the purples and the... No. Didn't you do some color, off-color, like purple or green or something for... No. No, okay. I think you wanted to, but... No, I keep wanting to, but my hairdresser says it doesn't last, and she's not inclined to do it. Okay. And so, if I don't push it, she just won't do it. All right, did you remember to write down a favorite joke, or least favorite joke this time? I already mentioned my favorites and least favorites. Okay, so the the scene with Lily and George Clinton was your favorite, (laughs) and least favorite was the condescending remarks. Yes. Okay. So my favorite would be, I'm going to combine all the Barney pantomimes into my favorite joke. <laughs> okay. I, those were, I thought those were the funniest thing in the show. My least favorite was probably the taking a dump joke. Hmm. 
about at least this time you're the one doing the dumping. More so than the stripper names? That didn't bother me. I didn't think it was funny, but they did, it also wasn't trying to gain a huge laugh as much. It was just a transition phrase. Okay. All, All right. right. Fair enough. So next week, we have the scorpion and the toad. I don't remember that at all. It's the one where Barney's helping Marshall get back out there, and he keeps stealing oh. <laughs> the weapon he introduces him to. Okay. And I will tell everybody the fable of the scorpion and the toad when we have that episode next week. And then after next week, we have... <gasps> Swarly? The, we have brunch. Oh, it's brunch. Yes, brunch. Wait, where's Swarly? It's a few more, a few, one or two more after that. Okay. Don't worry, it's all coming. It's season two, baby. I thought Swarly was going to be like next. Okay, I can, I can pace myself. This is season two, Jenny Bear. <laughs> Why don't you tell people where they can find us? You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, at RunkleRecaps on Twitter, underscore How I Met Your Podcast, underscore on Instagram, and you can email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. We've gotten some additional ratings, so greatly appreciate that. All right. Well, Jen and I have to go and finish writing and illustrating our children's book. <laughs> So we will happily come back next week for Scorpion and the Toad and more Season 2, yay. Yay, Season 2. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.